Zoom in for effect and click. Y'all podcast, everybody. You can find the show every other week, most of the times. Uh, and if you subscribe to Patreon, you can get the pre-show, which you just missed. So go over to Patreon, throw us a buck, and then you can enjoy the pre-show. God bless you. Do it. Damn it. <laughs> that was the same one that you made me lose earlier. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. That's like that's like the same concept as like a file loading on your computer and then it just doesn't uh, reboot. I got <laughs> Harley the Jelly. Hello, the Sheik Dariq. I can smell you. <laughs> and I am Parker. He does not have a Nosmia. I thought I was about to happen again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Dogecoin, what do you? It's crazy, right? <laughs> what's up? What's up with this dog, dude? I don't know. Like. I just I like I just woke up this morning and saw that it had like tripled or some shit. Yep. And like I'm literally sitting there at work watching it today. And uh one of my coworkers, he's also, you know, him and his dad bought into it. And we're sitting there watching it and we're just he's like it was like nine thirty and I was like, All right, give it like it was at forty cents. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching the trend. I was like, All right, give it about fifteen minutes and check it again. I guarantee you it'll be fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Just because the way it was going. It was at forty nine. So yeah, I saw it touch off of. I think I saw it at forty-seven. I saw it touch off of it. But yeah, it's it. It's exciting. I uh, bought. When did I buy those little guys? You bought them before I did. Yeah, it was a while ago at three hundredths of a cent or whatever. Some shit like that. I got three thousand Doge coins <laughs> sitting <Jesus>. there. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'll move this mic stand over here. I think, I mean, I I had made like a pretty decent amount off of GameStop. Still, with it not doing anything crazy, like I'm still on a profit on GameStop. But just the f- like the return on Dogecoin, I am up eleven thousand percent on my investment on Dogecoin. On Dogecoin, Jesus, what am I at? Which is wild. I was talking to Harley earlier about like. The cash that, because I have Dogecoin on Robinhood. I have not found it. I know you can get it in other places, but I haven't found it on uh, Coinbase, doesn't support it. And I'm not really, mm-mm, and I'm not sure of another like crypto exchange that does support it. So I have it in Robinhood, and I have like the, I have a fair amount of cash just sitting in Robinhood, not doing anything. So I was thinking about just dumping all that into Dogecoin. Just, you know, just see what happens. Yeah, I thought about that. I think I got like 10 bucks left in there from some stuff that just, I've had leftover residual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Nope, wrong way. Lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. This is fun. I don't know. I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today, and he, I guess he had read an article that was talking to Mark Cuban, and um, Harley and I also talked about this earlier. Like, he owns the Dallas Cow- yeah. the Dallas Cowboys, that's mm-hmm. what he said. Yeah. And uh, he, had ex- he accepts crypto for, like, their merchandise or whatever, and he was, like, selling jerseys 
and accepting Bitcoin and it was, or not Bitcoin, uh, Dogecoin. Okay. It was like 20,000 Dogecoin for a jersey or something and people were buying it. Like <laughs> it's the most expensive jersey someone ever bought because they just sat on that 20,000 Dogecoin. It'd be worth, you know, like a butt ton. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I don't know. Like people are saying like, oh, crypt- like Dogecoin's a pump and dump. I'm like, how do you pump and dump crypto? I Do you understand how crypto works? Because we were trying to figure it out earlier and we, I under- I know that there's like blockchains and people mine it with like processing power and stuff, but I just don't fully understand like the logic behind it honestly i have zero fucking clue because there was the, i used to work with a guy that was really into bitcoin when it first took off mm-hmm. about what three years ago mm-hmm. and he was um he was so into it like he was like you got to get into it you got to get into it and i was like what like i was like i dude i don't even know what the hell it is can you explain to me what it is and the way he explained it is not the way that the last person i asked explained it uh-huh. in fact it was completely different and that person didn't explain it the other way, the, the same way that the original person told me. So I've had three people tell me three different things about Bitcoin and what it is. I don't know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. All I know is that it exists. It's worth a lot of U.S. dollars. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's but, everybody doing? Good. Good, good. I'm doing pretty fine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Friday, Friday. Oh, it is Friday. Now, my sense of time is just all discombobulated. Yeah, it feels like it should be a Tuesday afternoon. It does. I have to like, go to work tomorrow. But I don't. What up? I also don't have to go to work tomorrow, which is Ooh. yeah, which is nice. Mm. I only have to work on Saturdays. Who wants to go play golf tomorrow? Uh, I blew off people at work to go play golf because I have plans already, unfortunately. So. I'm trying to think if Emily and I are doing anything tomorrow. I think we have a birthday party or something to go to. I think. I can get back to you, though. I wouldn't mind a little round of golf. Yeah, we'll probably go play at Cotton Fields. It's it's in McDonough. Okay. What's the name of the other one we went to? Jackson? Jackson uh, Hole? Hick- Hickory, <laughs> Hickory Hill. Oh, okay. Hickory Hill. That's, Har- a, that's a good little course, but my God, it's trash. <laughs> Harley, catch us up. So, I'm going to be a father. Oh, congrats <laughs> on the sex. <laughs> yeah, it works. It most certainly does. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I went try uh, and true. Went and had got or went and got to see my kid on a sonogram thing of a jigger or whatever. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Like, nice nice strong heart. Uh-huh. Strong heart. I bet you got a strong neck too. <laughs> I don't really know how I feel about that. I I just meant like the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for someone to say it cuz I'm like I'm not saying it. <laughs> I just I, <laughs> I like didn't even have like a thought of that. It was just like literally because my sister has a like a relatively fresh baby, and you just like watch relatively this. fresh baby, relatively fresh. He's a couple, a couple two months old or something like that. That, I, that was uh, the first time I got to be the defensive about my little girl. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're I, I did say I used the pronoun she. You are comfortable saying the gender and stuff. Yeah, it's a little girl. girl. Oh, it's so yeah. sweet. Because I don't really like the whole concept of gender reveals. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't either. We can talk about that for a minute if you guys want to. Yeah. Yes, please. I, I would like to talk about just how bobblehead my sister's little ass baby is. He's just, oh, like, yeah? just like, <laughs> son, you're going to have a strong neck. Nice. That's what I meant. <laughs> I mean, gen- like gender reveals, they're, I, I, I get it. But it, it's, what, what is it for? It's, it's for just, the for the parents. It's, it's for the parents to find out what they're having, which is going to happen anyway. 
but let's put some fanfare on it, make it yeah, exciting. Like I my my thing is, and I talked about this a little bit today at work uh, with one of my coworkers, uh, is that I feel like it, like the the whole charade of a gender reveal and specifically a gender reveal party. Excuse me. You're excused. It kind of feels like it detracts from all of the other things that are important to announce. Mm-hmm. Like to me, announcing like your kid's name should be way more important than their gender. Mm-hmm. And announcing like the fact that you're pregnant, like before you know a gender. In our case, like we had like a uh, like a blood test, so we knew kind of early. Um, I don't know. It just it just feels like it detracts from like the like the like having a baby shower. Mm-hmm. Like that is a like a longstanding, or at least I think it's a longstanding tradition. I, don't I, know. I mean, I think so. I had a baby shower, but at I, least thirty years old. <laughs> well, because like baby shower, picturing a thirty-year-old man coming to his own baby shower. What up, everybody? <laughs> it's me. It's, it's I'm called, Paca. It's called oh. your fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like it detracts from everything else that actually has. Meaning or would be worth celebrating. What was that? What was that mean? I think I sent it to the group the other day, where it's like people announcing the height and weight of their baby, like they caught a fucking bass. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. God. Yeah, you're holding it above the lip, and it's like, oh, this one eight pounds. <laughs> just, they just imagine if that's how babies were born. Like they just come out, and then like the doctor just grabs their bottom lip and just like, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't. Th- it's a white one. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought about this until you just said that about gender reveals, but also it, it seems like a new trend. If I'm if I'm not yeah. mis- just talking on my butt, it seems like a new trend. But also, just in the climate, not necessarily if you fall into this category or not, but in this climate where we're, everything is like everything's kind of like gender fluid or gender neutral or something, is a very binary thing to do so early for a kid. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird contrast. You have this like new. PC thing of like not wanting to binarize, but you also have the new thing, which is like gender reveal parties. And mm-hmm. granted, the gender reveals party thing is maybe on its way out because of the prior. Um, but to me, like the not wanting to do that was definitely me. Sorry, I don't know. I thought, um, oh god, I don't know what was speaking up. Duel the fates. <laughs> Continue. Uh, to me, the whole like not wanting to do a gender reveal party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jesus, good this lord, you're about to summon Bathsheba over here or something. The spear's after me. Deep throat. Uh, the what you mind. drinking? What is it? Let's talk about I'm that real quick. Some blue moons. Oh, blue moons. That's, That's a strong choice. I was having some shanties earlier this week. Oh no! I went, mm. I went with the, the full load and got like a 15, 15 count canner. Did the Wellerman Shit. come? I got like a two liter uh, lemonade, mm-hmm. but I had some shanties every once in a while. I found this cool trick uh, that I wasn't aware of because I was watching a six axis CNC robot pour Say a beer. Say that one more time. What the fuck? Six axis. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Derek, what are you it. drinking? Uh, so this is something that I just found today. I went to the liquor store to find that uh, that cider that I've been talking so rel- rel- so frequently about. High and mighty. Yeah. Right, yeah. I couldn't find it because the liquor store I went to, I guess, didn't have it. So I got Sweetwater Oasis Hard Seltzer Strawberry Kiwi. Because mm. I'm starting to, I'm, it's it's getting it's getting warmer weather. It is, yes. Um, I I've do enjoy I times. do enjoy a nice round of golf or two during sure. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like going out on the lake sometimes, uh-huh. and I don't want to be drinking 
like this super heavy ass fucking beer mm-hmm. in the middle of 90 degree Georgia heat. Sure. That's fair. Then I'll feel like I want to die. Mm-hmm. So these go down easy. They yeah. taste less like batteries than White Claw. Ooh. <laughs> White Claw's coming out with a the power mode or whatever. Fucking White Claw diesel. Eight <laughs> percent, baby. God, we should have gotten some of those. Are they even out? I don't, yet? I don't think they're out yet. I was like, we should have broken those in. I got an old faithful Sweetwater four twenty. Had a girl. Robot pours beer. Okay, so this is a a Kuka robot specifically. This video. This is not the video I watched, Beauty. but I'm <laughs> guessing they're going to do it. The oh, right I know way. what it's doing. So oh. they invert the bottle in the glass. So that it doesn't make the head go like ridiculous crazy when it's just guzzling out of the nozzle. But that's the whole point of beers for and the head. That's the art part. Slowly they lift it uh, out yeah, of the bottle. Slowly pull it out. And then they do this. If uh, if it does the same thing, it'll do this little whooshy bit. The whooshy, the whooshy bit? Hang on. Let's see. Because they don't want to waste any of the beer. Oh. So they take the bottle. And then they... And they just kind of tilt it around. This one's bitchy. This one's doing okay. Kuka, cutting corners here, but okay. They, they just uh, poured out the Jesus. ground. What yeah, the they fuck? missed the bottle. Pour one out for okay. his homies. We'll we'll assume this was a prototype stage of this process, but uh, the video I watched here is your beard, sir. The video I watched. <laughs> what is my like purpose? You pass the butter. Three dimensional whooshing motion to like get all of the rest of the beer like liquefied at the bottom and mm-hmm. then like topped it off, so you didn't Ooh. waste a single drop. And there was like literally no spill the entire video. It was awesome. I didn't know there would ever come a day where humans were too lazy to pour their own fucking beer. Yeah. But I I modified this and it works with a solo cup and a beer can. Perfect. Okay. And it's life changing. I tried to just like pour a blue moon in a solo cup and mm-hmm. then like add uh, some lemonade and I got like two drops of lemonade before it was coming over the edge mm-hmm. with like just a, a massive amount of. I saw this one TikTok. This guy took a beer. And he like pulled the like the tab open, but he left it like this. And then he tilted the can and rested the lip of the uh, the lip of the glass on this where the where the like Ooh. just over the hole, and like at an angle, and it just poured right down the side of the inside of the glass and filled it up perfectly. That sounds a good trip too. Sounds like I'd spill beer everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is this? I don't know. This is, this is Those auto- are engine blocks. This is YouTube autoplay. It's just showing robot stuff now. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, it really, bo- it really bothers me when I try to like type something into YouTube specifically, and it won't like, like you type the word like fuck, in the <laughs> search bar, and it doesn't come up. See, mm-hmm. it just says, oh, that's not a word. Fuck dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a spike on uh, April sixteenth. The word. Whoa, fuck dicks. whoa. What? Oh, okay. nah. Fuck Mary kill the game show. Ay ay ay. Oh Japan. That's not. They don't. They don't. That does not look like Japan. That is a. The audience didn't know that. <laughs> so Harley, you're having a baby. Yep. That's exciting. Yep. I'm. I'm real excited about it. Mm-hmm. How long do you think she before she can hold a microphone? I give it two weeks. Two weeks. Strong neck, strong hands. Yep. <laughs> twelve week. Twelve weeks in the womb should be enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> Derek, catch us up. What you been up to there, Chief? Uh the usual working. Um. I finished the Snyder Cut. Nice. Really? Yep. I and then I said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and watch the theatrical version of Justice League, and I got five minutes in and turned it off because that is a completely, totally different movie. Oh yeah, vastly different. Yeah. So like, this is not the same thing. Do we want to touch on this a little bit, or we do can, we want to? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We can touch on it. Have y'all have y'all seen it? Yes. yes. You both have seen it. Okay, cool. To completion. 
to completion. To completion. And that is a good description, I might add. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked the Snyder Cut. Oh, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I saw an article today that said something along the lines of like the WB considers the Snyderverse as a whole like a giant failure. Which like okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm 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 sure it's just like the money they spent on it versus the money they got from it, mm-hmm. um, and whatever PR nightmare ensued after all of the debacles with not having Joker and stuff for the amount of time it was in trailer and sure and yeah all that jazz. But I really like the Snyder cut. I kind of I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit more of a Deathstroke and Martian Manhunter out of it, but. Yeah, seeing Martian that was, Manhunter that was, was like a big surprise well, to me. Yeah, because that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it like... It, I'm like, well, I'm sitting watching, I was like, wait, why did she turn into the guy from the from the Blacklist? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like the the, uh, the guy that plays uh, Martian Manhunter in, in that movie is, he's on the Blacklist. He's like one of the, he's like the FBI commissioner or some shit. I think it would have made more sense if this, the first time you see the Martian Manhunter... It is like like as the Martian Manhunter, like when he like changes back into his like Martian form. Mm-hmm. If it would have been closer to the end, so that way like the post credit scene or whatever it was where he like comes and talks to Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would have made more sense. And then maybe just have like the characters he's morphed into that you don't know it's him yet. Mm-hmm. That way, like on your rewatch or if you're like a close oh, fan, you would have noticed it. Yeah. Um something's for, off with that character. For me, having him like appear as the Martian Manhunter lost the effect that it was going for for like Okay, now it's the Justice League. Now they're adding people. Uh huh. Like, it really, yeah. It kind of seemed like it was trying to drive that fact home. Was like, oh, we got Martian Manhunter in here. This wasn't in the now, original cut. Uh huh. Now what? So I'm not well. I'm not well versed in the in the in, in the DC universe so so much. Um, the I'm assuming it's the the post apocalyptic scene where, you know, uh, uh, what's his name. The bad guy. Joker? No. No, the bad guy. Oh, Darkseid. Darkseid, yeah. Went into, how could I not remember Darkseid? Like if, like the, the alternate universe where Darkseid wins, and then they just have the Joker cameo, which, let's be honest, that's a much better Joker performance from Jared Leto than it was in Suicide Squad by mm-hmm. a long shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think most people would agree. Just, just like his laughter was like enough for me to be like a little unnerving. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really liked the interaction between Joker and Batman. You yeah. get to see like the, I have to tolerate you because you're a necessary evil. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like getting to see that in like a live action aspect was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hoping that like in the, if there is another installment of like just a Batman standalone film with Ben Affleck, that they do have him going against a main villain. And then you just have the Joker as like a side piece but it's still he's he's kind of like the devil on the shoulder of Batman, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he's not necessarily evil or or like bad or anything like that. Not like Heath Ledger's Joker, but just just like you know that 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 side of him that's trying to get him to go against his morals. Mm-hmm. You know, just to test just to test his his willpower or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of interesting. I am very curious because we talked to Snoop about it a little bit. Um, couple weeks ago about the dc movies and such and after seeing snyder's justice league now i am and kind of hearing of like the outpouring of support that he has gotten for it i am very curious if they are going to try and continue it in some sense because i know at least for the flash movie is going to be that 
like universe or whatever. Yeah. And like Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be in that and stuff. So I'm curious as how much of a reset they're going to do or if they are going to kind of like pick and choose things that they like and kind of disregard everything else. So, you know, we have the Robert Pattinson Batman coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I am actually super for it. Mm-hmm. Speci- okay, so don't think Twilight. No, I'm not. I'm just thinking in terms of volume. Like, because you, it's the same. It's the same way as Spider Man. Like in the last twenty years, you've had like four or five different versions of Spider Man. So, and now you're getting four or five different versions of Batman. It's like, but like the DC universe could pull it off if they're using Flash as their take at home. Mm-hmm. Because ahead. you have multiverse aspects, mm-hmm. you okay. could have multiple Batman come back as like an older actor. So like, um, what's his name? Beetlejuice. Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton could come back as old Batman. That's the. I mean, that is the rumor is that he is supposed yeah. to come back as his like older. So Batman. like, if you use Flash as your cohesive aspect, having oh, the additional he can, he can, actor doesn't he matter. He can be an time alternate travel universe. kind of. Yeah. yeah. That so. is, and I'll, just the trailer we've had of like whatever they're called, the Batman or whatever with Robert Pattinson. I am Batman. all for yes. I'm Harley on point. I am so sold on his Batman as of yet. Yeah, um, kind of looks like it has a Batman Beyond feel to it. It it does a little bit. I really like how gritty they're making it feel. No, like the scene towards the end of the trailer where he's like beating the shit out of this goon uh-huh. and he's just like you have like a very like raw this Batman's ready for fucking action mm-hmm. like I like the pl- so down I liked the play that they did nice. during the trailer where they said who are you and he's like I'm vengeance instead of I'm Batman I was like yeah. that nice I like does he it. do the Christian Bale deep voice like Rachel it's not uh, I don't it's think not it's not like that it's over the top the he may do a different voice, but yeah, it's definitely not that over the top. Yeah. I really need to see The Lighthouse. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah, with him and oh, Will, yeah, I heard Willem Dafoe. I heard it was really good, but also really weird. Oh, yeah, I'm prepared for both of those things. I mean, it's like a psychological film. Though, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they are continuing the Snyderverse in some aspect because they just started filming Black Adam, which ties into like Shazam, which is... Yeah, never saw that one relatively connected to if like you haven't seen stuff. Shazam I would watch that one next because that one is awesome that one is, Shazam's really fun it's just a good like you can just it doesn't if you go into it with not expectations of it being like a cinematic universe film and just yeah. watch it for a film it is so enjoyable hmm. like it's just a good I like it yeah it was a lot of fun <clears throat> well let's shift the the topic here from fantastic films to terrible films okay because not only did I watch the Snyder Cut recently, mm-hmm. I also watched uh, Waterworld. Oh, my God. All the, five hours of it or whatever. The, the Kevin Costner post-apocalyptic I, film Waterworld from 1994. Last, <laughs> last year, I watched that with my wife because she'd never seen it. Can we talk about how shitty of a movie that is? I love that movie. No, it, no, no it, it's, it's charming. Don't get me wrong. It's like Mad Max, but on water. <gasps> but, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Like... I literally, it pissed me off because like, what, 10, 15 minutes into the film, spoiler alert, you find out that he has gills and he's a mutant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they spend the rest of the film not explaining it at all. And well, then they take it and it's like, oh, it's so he can breathe underwater, but they don't explain how he mutated and all this shit. I took that as the context of it being like thousands of years of evolution. Mm-hmm. 
maybe it's tied to the Snyderverse. Maybe he's like Aquaman or something. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 pretty good, but I mean, it just it just seems like it like it's it was the most expensive production at the time. Really? Yes. The, the budget that was 100 it says right there 175 million dollars and at the time that was the most expensive movie ever made. The and then I think it got topped by Titanic. Wow. I've definitely I don't know if I've ever sat down and like watched the entire movie back to back, but I've definitely seen bits and pieces if not the entire thing just here and there. Well, you got about a week left on Netflix to watch it. Oh yeah. So uh, it comes off Netflix. Yeah, at the end of the month. So if you got like you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna have some alcohol while you drink it just because it makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean Dennis Hopper's That's what character, she said. Thank you. Because Dennis Hopper's character, like he's the main villain, but he has like this. It's like they try to portray him as like this comedic, like bumbling idiot kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean he still got that. Still has that. Um, what a world meme. Oh God. What do we got? Oh yeah, he's got a, the jar of dirt. Yeah, dirt is like the most valuable thing. I've got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. Hang us what's inside it. It's like dirt and paper are like the most valuable things in that world. Huh. I have <laughs> I love that. 99.9% of the planet covered in water. Everyone's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like take a fucking bath. Just go swimming. Oh, and then the old Oh, the, what the heck? The old man right there. Oh god. Like, it, it, but I have to say, I didn't hate it, but it just did not. It, I didn't think it was a great film. Wait, was it, this your first time watching? Yes. Oh my god! I've seen like I've seen. <laughs> it makes okay. It makes no look. I've your seen, statements make so much more sense now. Well, no, I saw it on TNT like ten years ago, and I saw I watched about five minutes. I was like, well, this is fucking trash. I'm gonna change it over. <laughs> and because uh, I love I love I love Mad Max, so that's what drew me to this was like it has those same vibes but it's in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. but i couldn't watch it again sober if that was if that were the case <laughs> oh my god <laughs> forecast rain jesus anyways uh terrible movies come to mind for you guys mm, what do you got what movie that, can that i just like completely recently? stand I haven't watched that many movies recently. Not, not that I like can't stand this movie, but it has a reputation of being a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Jiggly, Trolls Two. Dude, I am so. Oh my. Okay, it's funny you say that because literally on the way here, I had that thought. Because for whatever reason, I don't know why, I saw like the the sign that's like a billboard in Atlanta that says "I did my part," and it's a guy he's like thumbs up smiling, and it's like something about the the COVID vaccine. And then I I was like thinking about like. Oh, I saw some shit on Facebook that someone was sharing about like, you know, fucking people dying from it. And it's like, oh, here's the zombie apocalypse, blah, 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 blah. And then I got to thinking about Trolls 2 because I was like, well, it, if there was a zombie apocalypse, it probably would not be anything like The Walking Dead. It would just be like lazy zombies just walking around aimlessly everywhere. Sure. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, what if they're a vegetarian? And then that got me on the, t- on the thought of Troll 2 because it's about these fucking trolls that change people into but, plants and then eat them because they're vegetarians. But they're not actually trolls. They're goblins. Or goblins. Which is just another aspect of it being a terrible movie. I've heard you talk about this movie for so long, I, we have to sit down and watch really it. I just think to. it's hilarious that you brought this up, and I literally had this thought an hour and a half ago. It's such a quality <laughs> film. You see that? That's hospitality. You can't piss on hospitality. They're eating her, and now they're going to eat me. 
God, what ter- I mean, it's it's supposed to be bad, but my God. Have you watched the like documentary thing? I think it was Netflix that did no. it. Or no, it's like it's like there's a, there's a documentary about it somewhere. I can't remember where it's at. It might no, be like, just a YouTube thing. I never saw it. But the like director or whatever, his wife wrote the screenplay because she was mad at all of her vegetarian friends for being like snarky. <laughs> that's that's how the script was born. I mean, that's some petty vengeance right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, all about but it. it's all uh, it's all it's so good but what's really funny is like that the funny part of the documentary is like how famous all of these people are and like like one of the main actors is like a dentist and like he's like he's legitimately a dentist and like in his free time he goes to these conventions where they like watch this movie I'm just like, what the hell is that's happening? Like, that's like the, that's like the, that's like the same idea as a band that has a really big hit, and that's the only song that everybody knows, and then they go play that one song, and that's yes. it. The final countdown. Hey, Europe had like another good song, I think. One more good song was one more good song. I can't. Or like Asia, heat of the moment. Okay, Asia is. They're like, dude, don't even get me started on Asia. They've got banger after banger after <laughs> banger. Okay. I started watching The Boys recently. And if you gentlemen haven't seen that television program, it is real good. I have heard it is violent. It, it is, is very violent. Very violent. Very sexual and very awesome. Hmm. It's real good. And when I started watching the other day, and we have just been pounding through that bad boy every night. That's got Carl Urban in it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God, I haven't seen him since Doom. Yeah, he is complete. I. I, I he kind of goes back and forth between like a British accent and like an Australian accent, but like a super, I don't know, like Cogni kind of almost. Hmm. He's yeah. It's, it's just funny to watch him talk, but yeah, the boys is really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. I watched it when it first came out and then had to wait for the second season. and was very upset about it because I was really enjoying the first season mm-hmm. and I like that. They kind of, there's kind of like a paradigm shift for the second season. It wasn't quite the same show. For the second season, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did y'all see the the F nine trailer for the the Fast and Furious series? F nine. No, I have not seen that. I don't think I've seen a Fast and Furious movie since Fast Five, maybe. I, yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've watched one of one since whatever was after Fast Five was it Fast and Furious? I think it was yeah, just Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, I have not seen one since then. But all I know is that as they get progressive, they get more and more up their own ass. <laughs> because in F9, they launch a car into space. That It is such a far leap from where it, like the street racing of number one. Yeah. It, like it, 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 there's just this big dynamic shift between racing and and like doing things that aren't racing and just like driving cars off of buildings and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I think that that happened after after four, I think because I think four was the one where they they had the the tunnel with the drugs in Mexico. Yep, yep, yep. That was when, definitely when, four. When Dom's girlfriend died, quote yes. unquote. Um, so they caught the car with an airplane. Oh no, they, I don't know what the hell they did. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I know John Cena's in it because there he is. John Cena with long hair. Yeah, that's longer weird. hair. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh God, God! Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I just, I stopped watching them after like the fifth or sixth one, just because it got so, just so out there. I just couldn't do it anymore. But now I'm. Just, I think I'm, I owe it to myself to try and get caught up. Yeah, I think it's time. 
I've also started playing the Avengers. I don't know if you've uh, thought it heard anything about that little thing. I've been playing it. It's real. Th- I was playing it while I was editing the show earlier. And it's a fun kind of just like mind waster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I downloaded it. What was it because I have a PlayStation Now? Mm-hmm. I saw that was free. I was like, I'll just get it. it. Might be fun to like just kind of play around with when I don't have something mm-hmm. better to do. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I was so impressed. Dude, you're making these noises. I don't know. Well, this this beer is tearing me up. I don't know. I'm very belchy right now. I'm sorry about my dogs barking, too. I don't know what they're so worked up about. No one's outside. I don't know. So the upcoming uh, installment of Book Club is on Bioshock. Bioshock, yes. That will be the next show release after this one, yeah. Which we will record next week, correct? Yep. The reason I bring this up, because I found out the other day that Bioshock 4 is supposed to be open world. Where have you heard something about Bioshock 4? I just saw something on Reddit that said Bioshock 4 is... uh, is likely going to be open world. And I know you being the Bioshock fan that you are, you might get a kick out of that. I am. Yep. I have Bioshock one all finished. Started Bioshock two. Harley, did you, did you start playing Bioshock one or did you attempt to? So I attempted to, I think I've expressed in the past. I, I don't dig the, like the steampunk vibe thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I got, I start. I think I started it on like, hard or something because nah, I want to be yeah. whatever. I think I should have started either on easy or normal. Um, I'm just not like nothing about it has really like grabbed me like I I don't know. Very interesting. I, know. I may end up just sitting down and watching like a playthrough or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. I like um, coming back to two. I like it plays better than one. One well, I get. We'll talk about this also in the book yeah, club. Yeah. But one thing I didn't like about one is that you like have to switch between like your plasmids and your guns, and there's not just like a fluid swap between the two. But yeah. Bioshock Two, you're always like you're basically like dual wielding the plasmids and the, the weapons. Right. Bioshock Two definitely plays a lot better, and it's better than I remember. It's fun. Um, I'm just really excited to get to Infinite. Infinite just gets weird, and mm. I'm all about it. Yeah, I've got I've got such a bad I like. I'm still. I haven't played Death Stranding in about a month, mm-hmm. just because. I mean, like to progress the story, you have to like go into the danger areas of the map, and I don't like doing that. So mm. I've just been doing like side stuff here and there, and just doing just meandering around the world, and you know, doing these little mundane tasks and mm-hmm. shit like that. But I need, and, and then it just got monotonous. So I was like, I gotta take a break from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still, still think it's great, but um, mm-hmm. I need to get back into that and keep going with it. But yeah, um, I think I'm probably like halfway done with it. I don't know, but God, I don't know what I'm gonna play after that. Uh, Bioshock Two, eh, maybe, maybe Ratchet and Clank, maybe Ratchet and Clank, or maybe you know start getting on my fucking Assassin's Creed shit. You could always uh, start Horizon Zero Dawn. That's also an option. Um, hmm. I want to play. I want to. I I I I don't really play Call of Duty anymore, mm-hmm. especially online, just because it, it sucks. Uh, but I also I, learned recently because I like tried to play online one of those games. I don't know which yeah. one it was, but I I'm just not good at them anymore. Yeah, I I want to play uh the Cold War one that just came out just for the story, just because I like yeah. the that's like my like historically like the Cold War is one of my favorite eras so i think that'd be fun but because it kind of takes me back to black ops which is my favorite one of all time yeah black ops is really good i i don't know i have strong nostalgia attached to modern warfare 2 yeah i think everybody does but i didn't i didn't get into it until until black ops though but but i i give i give what you're saying it's like the older you get you 
you just don't have like the hand-eye coordination to play those games anymore. The okay. older you get, I just hurt my knee getting out of this chair going <laughs> up the steps. I don't know. I don't know if you're not the one with... that turns thirty next week, Parker. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Strong number. Yeah. You gotta let me know how thirty goes for you. Yeah. What I gotta look uh, to in a month. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just being gonna... being thirty in 2021. God damn it. Um. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna. It's like I mean, my body started failing me like three years ago. I want to. I'm gonna have to change the description of the show because I think it's twenty somethings gathering around to talk about stuff. Well, now it's gonna be like some twenty somethings and an old fart. <laughs> God. Parker, catch us up. What you been doing? Well, yeah, playing Avengers, playing Bioshock 2. I want to get the Platinum Trophy in Miles Morales because I finished that on my new game plus. Miles Morales is a lot of fun. So I got some going around and tidying up to get the Platinum Trophy, doing all the little side stuff. But it's fun to play, so I just got to gotta sit down and do it. But I've been real busy, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to really sit down and do much anything. I just got to editing the show earlier from last recording, so... Yeah. Play and catch up on a bunch of stuff that I've been meaning to do. Um, uh, yeah, I've watched The Boys, uh, and then I watched the most recent episode of Falcon Winter Soldier earlier today, and I like that TV show. How is that? I need to get. I need to. Uh, it's first, good. I need to watch One Division first. Apparently, yes, yes, because it's all it's all linear, right? So far, it's. Kind of, I mean, they don't directly tie in, but yes, the, chronologically, I think they're linear. Chronologically, they do, but I don't know if it connects to Wonders at all. Was there any? No, not, in the not first di- yeah, not directly. Other than okay, just like yeah. universe stuff, yeah. universe building or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they don't directly cross over, but it's definitely more traditional like Marvel movie kind of action yeah. as opposed to One Division's kind of weirdness. Speaking of that, where are you at watching the the movies? Oh, uh, I'm still. Uh, the next one is still Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah, I would, I would watch. Have you not seen Age of Ultron yet? I haven't seen. You haven't seen anything since Age of Ultron, right? I've seen parts of Infinity War. I've seen a little bit of Endgame. Um, what's in between those? What a lot. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know that, but uh, there's. I would at least watch the. Was it? Because I know that Infinity I, I, War, Endgame, and Age of Ultron. Well, I would I, almost throw Civil War in there too. Well, because what, like, what, like, uh, yeah. Park, Harley, pull the list, pull the list up, would you? Because I kind of want to see what comes after that. Cause Bring I think... up the list. <laughs> Roll out the scroll. I almost, I was thinking about it today while I was editing, but then I, I couldn't handle, like, trying to watch a movie and edit it at the same time. But I almost wanted to start my MCU rewatch today. It almost, it almost happened, but. Yeah, I'll probably have to start it all. I'll probably start it all over just to catch more stuff. It's, from oh before. my God. Yeah, it's good. Because it's all the Iron Mans. I've seen those. I've seen the Guardians of the Galaxies. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, so uh, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy two was the last one that I saw. So Age of Ultron, uh, Ant Man, Civil War, Spider Man: Homecoming. Jesus, there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot. Okay, so Ant Man and the Wasp was between Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Or well, it yeah. says it's ambiguous, but uh, yeah, it like kind of happens at the same time. Okay. T- timeline wise, it's not, but release date wise, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then Far From Home, okay. Wandavision takes place mere weeks after Endgame. Okay, so I'd have to watch Wandavision then Far From Home. Spider, Far From Home is as of right now seems to be the last chronological. Okay, so yeah, Wandavision, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then Far From Home. Okay, yeah, cool. 
Yeah. I don't know where Loki's going to fall because Loki's kind of like on his own little timeline doing his own little thing. Yeah. I'll maybe, be, maybe like a side, sideways something thing like yeah. they did with Lost or whatever the hell. Timey wimey stuff. Uh huh. Wibbly wobbly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. It's a good pull. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to watch that. I just, I have yet to like get burned out on the MCU. I'm just excited to watch them again. So one kind of like pre-topic I wanted to bring up is another thing that I have been doing is I've decided to build a PC. So I've been like looking at components and all that kind of stuff. So I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos uh, about like building computers, computer parts and that kind of stuff. Literally, literally like what the parts do. I have zero idea of the, the whatever goes into building a PC. I've never done it before. So trying to do as much research as I can do. And I got onto this one YouTube video and he went to, I believe it was Micro Center and was getting all the parts and went and built his computer. But it was the way he acted in Micro Center that got me on this thought. He, as of a lot of people nowadays, was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. But the caveat being... He was by himself while he was filming this. Uh, it looked like he had a cameraman, but there was no one else in the store. He was literally by himself. And then when he went and what really drew it out is he went into a back room by himself with the camera. Maybe maybe still a cameraman. Maybe the camera was set up or whatever. But he was still wearing the mask while he was in the back room. And the only reason... I can think he would do that is almost like making a political statement, like look how mask savvy I am and how willing I'm wanting to wear a mask and whatnot. And I've, I had thinking about that. I've noticed it in a couple other scenarios like there on Reddit, there are a bunch of like music streamers that have come up in like 20, the time of COVID time of 2020 or whatever, like just playing songs or whatnot. And then I've seen a couple bands like in the same room playing and they are wearing masks and I can only think, like, if they're bandmates, they're around each other pretty regularly. And typically, the people that you're around with regularly, you don't, like, go to that extent to, like, wear a mask and be around each other. Typically so, would be from the context of us living in Georgia. So that is what I can, what I'm bringing to the table is, like, are they doing it as, like, a statement? Or are they, like, being legit and trying to be safe? I don't... It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially, like, the dude being in a room by himself wearing a mask, like, recording a video and stuff. I so, think it might be because... Just because of the whole mask mandates and everything from the last year that it's... For a lot of people, it's just second nature now. Like, you know, got my phone, got my keys, got my mask. And I will preface by saying I am... <clears throat> Pro mask. I, anytime I go out in public, I'm normally wearing a mask. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot. Well, you just got you just got your second shot the other I day, did. so you technically don't really need one. Um, according to CDC guidelines, you do still need to wear a mask. Well, yeah, because I mean you can still spread it, but, um, mm-hmm. and you can also still get it, even though you're fully vaccinated. That seems like a failure. Um, I think it happens like what they're saying. There's like a five to ten. Just me like trying to remember stuff. Don't quote me on this. But it's like a five to five to ten percent of people are like still getting even though they're fully vaccinated, um, but they are seeing a correlation between having less severe symptoms and with people that are fully vaccinated. So there's right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the CDC guidelines on masks, 
it is mostly because you can still transmit to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's like so. the same concept as asymptomatic. Yeah, yeah. Same. But you got the you said you got the the Pfizer Moderna. You got the Moderna. Yeah, yeah. I got the first dose of the Pfizer. I'm due for my second one once in like the time spans. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot of people say that the second shot of the Moderna one makes you feel like poopy. Uh, both of them made me feel like poopy, but only for like a day, maybe a half a day or something. And then I've and it's then, about a day and a half. Yeah. And then people say like, oh, the Pfizer one doesn't make you do that. And then I've started hearing people say the Pfizer makes you also feel like poopy. See, I so, heard the exact opposite of what you just said. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's just maybe it's just it maybe it just depends on the person. Um, there's also uh, research suggesting now that I think the CDC might have released something about this. I thought I saw an article about it on Google News. But um, if you have had COVID before, you're more likely to have adverse effects to um to the vaccines because your body is like rejecting it. Mm -hmm. Well, because you've already built up immunities naturally. It'd be weird if I already had it because I feel like I've been tested a lot. Mm -hmm. I've been tested twice and. The first time, I, like the first time I got tested, I felt like I was getting sick, but that might have just been like internal stress of me, like holy shit, now I gotta get tested. I might have it, now I gotta fucking stay sure. inside for fourteen days. Just that kind of like, kind of like that, like when you're, I guess, like whenever you get like stressed out about something and you feel like you're getting a fever, it's like a self fulfilled prophecy. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of like how I felt, like like it was, and it was also, I mean, not to mention this was like December, so it was winter time. Dark and gloomy and dark and gloomy shit like that. Yeah, so it's just like, just a just a psychological response to you know the the situation. Um, but the two times I got tested, I was negative, and I never I hadn't felt terrible or anything like that since. Uh, there's there's a very good chance that I've had it before, and that's not to say that I'm not being safe or taking precautions or anything like that. That just says like, you know, I've I haven't felt terribly sick this entire time. Yeah. But there was one time uh right like about a month before everything shut down. Uh it was a Monday morning I remember I woke up to go to work and it was I just felt like ass. Yeah. And for the next day like for the next 2 2 3 days I just felt like absolute shit. And then, you know, after that I was fine. But yeah, so like it's it's more common for people in our age group specifically like in the 20 25 yeah. range. Um, 30, 30, Stop it. <laughs> people, people, people will just say people in their twenties to mid thirties. Um, for the, for the listeners, uh, I turned 30 on Wednesday. It was good knowing you got every time of this recording. So on the 21st, and if someone gives me a cane for my birthday, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. Like I will get physically aggressive. <laughs> Please mail Derek a cane in the mail. If you're a listener. <laughs> God, because my grandfather's got this fucking old ass cane that's got these buffalo nickels like glued into it. Nice. And he's just like, here's your cane. Fucking stop it. <sighs> Digressing back to your mask topic. Yes. 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 Um, so are you one sh- like 100% sure that he didn't have a cameraman with him? I would have to go back and look at it. I would. Um, and I would also say that. Even if it was his cameraman, I would argue that it is someone that he works in close proximity with majority of the time who he is probably lax with mask mandates sure. behind so, the scenes. Could have been a drone. Arcing off of that comment. Um, that is some assumptions. Yes, it could have very well been a drone. You know, I, um, you assume. I think us being in Georgia and Griffin specifically, mm-hmm. like rural south, we'll mm-hmm. call it, of the United States. The Rust Belt. Even if you go like one or two states north, 
there's a very different stigma around mask wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I went on vacation with my family. Uh, we stayed in like a Airbnb type situation. And even just like going to the Walmart, you could feel like the perception of like how much it was required and needed to, to wear a mask mm-hmm. was completely different. Mm-hmm. It's also very different depending on what community you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um political whatever associations thing all things like that uh and yep. even like religious associations um so i think some of that is it could just depend on where he's from mm-hmm. i would almost yeah. guarantee is probably in california or something yeah, yeah. what's so. go- what is going on with like I've, I've i've heard some i've heard some musings about the situations in california like does it like do y'all know anything about like anything about that because i've heard I haven't heard much, so I can't really give you any examples. I have some friends in the San Diego area, and um, everything, I I mean, I haven't heard anything crazy from them. I I hear them say that they're going out to eat and stuff like that. So I don't know if, like, Southern California is any different than maybe a little north, like in San Francisco. Because are they, I mean, are they still having, like, you know, like limited capacities and stuff like that. Or oh, I'm sure. Like, are they like full blown open like Texas? I, I don't. Th- I mean, going off the cuff, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so either. Because I mean, it, it is California, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. I don't see mask wearing as like a political statement. I see it more, and this is like more of my personal bias, how I view it. Um, is it's more of like a consideration thing sure yeah, it's like holding the door open for somebody it's yeah. just something that you do to be mm-hmm. polite the like kind of the polar ends of the spectrum is you have people who are like no we should just build immunities and let what's going to happen happen and not worry about it and then you have people who are i'm going to do it because it costs me nothing and could uh, save a life you know, i mean nothing and then <clears> the kind of argument is like oh your blood pressure is going to raise and you're going to have all these negative side effects that we haven't proven even though doctors have been wearing masks for 25 hundred years whatever doctors doing surgery in <laughs> a mask for 24 hours yeah um i, I think know, so. i think that's just to keep them from spitting into an open wound but i, I, I can well yeah so like that's another thing with mask wearing in general is that it's there's the, this the like, whole concept of just like keep stuff in well it depends on what kind of mask you're wearing right mm-hmm. yeah so like if, a you're wearing, if you're wearing like an n95 it works for 30 minutes and then it's deteriorated or full of particles and you need to change it mm-hmm. or if you wear like a a standard surgical mask yeah really if you wear like a standard surgical mask it's to keep you from spreading particles to other people um and even like with the debacle with like a while back when like gators were very popular um i still wear like a mask that's that's what i wear just because like i don't want the like i don't like the mask part so gators are actually worse than not wearing a mask yeah, because like it gets because caught up in there because it's a different fabric. It makes well, no, it makes the particles smaller, so your area of effect becomes farther. When you breathe through it, the water particles become smaller than if you were just breathing. Um, so your area so of effect it actually it like aerates and goes yep. further. Okay. Uh, so there's been like a lot of research about this, and like even early on, they did a lot of research with like general mask and how well a mask is sealed. Uh, and then more recently, they've done mask tests with like N95 masks and surgical masks with actual like live coronavirus uh, to prove that it is like, was it, I think it was like 15 to, or like 30 to 70% effective at reduction of actual particles mm-hmm. um, as far as like you inhaling it. But the main focus is that it reduces your area of effect towards other people with surgical masks specifically. Mm-hmm. So it's not like pe- a lot of the uh, issues, in my opinion, of mask wearing is that people don't fundamentally understand 
what you're actually trying to do with using a mask per mask type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, there's a lot of valid information and there's a lot of misinformation. And I think the problem is that people don't know where to get the valid information from. Because, it's, I mean, it's so easy just to read something and then your mind automatically thinks like, oh, this is... If I read it, it has this to be is true. Fact, yeah. Or, yeah, if it's legit information, people saying that it's misinformation that they're feeding to you to act to a specific way or whatever. Yeah. It's just a never-ending circle. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's probably something petty of me, but it just it really rubbed me the wrong way where it just seemed like this dude was by himself and he was wearing a mask. And he was like, oh, look at me. I'm wearing my mask. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of get that feeling because it's like the same when, you drive, when you're driving and you see someone in the car by themselves. Oh, yeah. Windows rolled up. Which, like, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Um, um, to be fair, sometimes like, because since, since, you know, we both work in Atlanta, like uh, there's a lot of Uber and Lyft drivers out there. And Uh so there's a good chance that if someone's driving while wearing a mask in Atlanta, they're, they're probably an on duty Uber driver, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Um, but I get the whole, the whole sentiment of being by yourself and just wearing a mask just to wear a mask. It's like, okay, like, come on. Mm-hmm. I saw this, uh, I think it was a post on Reddit where somebody, it was in like the funny or something where somebody was in an Uber and they had put up like this plexiglass shield between the front and the back. Oh, and they like had the taxi. Air, yeah, yeah, they had like the, the, the dryer tube coming through. Yeah. I saw that today. <laughs> like tied up to the vent. I thought that was really funny. Oh, that was great. Well, uh, y'all oh, sorry for y'all, these dings. Y'all, y'all didn't notice my shirt. No, I haven't read it. Oh my God. I got it. Ape's got a hodl. The Diane Fossey Gorilla Fun shirt. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. Apes together strong. Yeah, diamond, son. Dude, check out the back. (laughs) That is awesome. It's got the emojis in there. Uh Ape diamond hand, baby. Well, uh, how about let's do a local catch here, fellas? Let's do it. This week's local catch is brought to you by... Club Nevermind and his song New Moon. Club Nevermind is a self-described musician and theoretical physicist and describes himself as having more soul than a sock with a hole. So let's listen to New Moon by Club Nevermind.
So that was New Moon by Club Evermind. You can find him at club underscore nevermind over on the Instagram. I'm excited to listen to your other stuff. Yeah, I really like that. That was really chill. I liked it a lot. Yeah, thanks, Nolan. Appreciate it. So speaking of uh, physicist or whatever, Harley, you're bringing something to the table that I have absolutely no knowledge of. So... No, nothing. So I was the one that suggested this topic. Yeah, give, give us the rundown. So I'm going to give on, you a quick rundown. Yeah. On it. Are you familiar? You're familiar with uh, uh, Terrence Howard. The actor Terrence Howard. Yes. The actor Don Cheadle, formerly known as Terrence Howard. Yes. Played Rhodey in the first Iron Man film. Yep. Are you familiar with math? Two plus two? Are you familiar how math works? What would you say one times one equals? One. Okay. Terrence Howard would call you insane. That one times one equals one? Yes. And we're about to find out why. Okay. Harley, would you like All to right. lead us into this Yeah, just, darkness? just for some, some context priming, uh, we're going to listen to Terrence Howard address... Uh, we're about to listen Oxford. for 52 minutes of Terrence Howard <laughs> no. addressing Oxford. Technically 47 because we're, we're going to We're going to listen to <laughs> maybe two minutes of this man talking because this, so Terrence Howard went and. Uh, he is at Oxford. He is at Oxford right now. Yeah. You can watch this video at uh, Oxford Union on uh, YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll link it. Okay. So before you, before you go on, the entire topic of this is basically Terrence Howard has a new way of math called teriology. So I, I've been like down the rabbit hole researching stuff that's related to this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff here to unpack. Okay, but let's let's just just as a primer, let's listen to him talk for a minute. So okay. here is Terrence Howard addressing Oxford. That's what he did. I've always been an empath. I was always been emotionally connected to. Next time, baby. I was most spiritually connected to. That was my driving force. Was physics. It was wondering how the universe really came to be, and I fell in love with this thing called the flower of life. You guys know Da Vinci. Do you know what he spent most of his life trying to figure out? Who in here knows the flower of life? Couple, I'm gonna get you something. This looks like a presidential debate. Because I want you guys to know. Should we hold it? Huh? Should we hold it? No, no, I'm not holding it. I want you guys to know about a six thousand year old secret. Six thousand years, mankind has been trying to decipher this one little thing called the flower of life. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Now, do you know the flower of life? Have you guys ever seen this before? Now, you know this is one of the oldest symbols in um, human history, right? Or do you not know? This symbol was found in the Temple of Osiris in Egypt, and it had been molecularly burned into the wall. And it's 6,000 years old. This, this same symbol has been found in... The, the forbidden temples in China, sitting under the fufu dogs, and the foot on it, the flower of life, 
saying whoever controls that flower of life controls the universe. <laughs> secrets in that flower of life that Da Vinci spent his whole life trying to uncover. There were secrets oh, in that flower of life that Newton spent his whole life in secret trying to uncover. The same secrets that Pythagoras was desperately trying to uncover. But the problem was they kept seeing this in a two-dimensional space. They couldn't get it out of this two-dimensional frame. Okay, so we're just going to pause right there for a second. So I'm going to go over to Terrence Howard's Twitter. This is his proof that one times one does not equal one, but it equals two. Okay. So let me see if I can. Okay, let me just. Well, I'll just start reading a little bit and maybe skip around. Some of the grammatical errors are hard to get over. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> the fru fru dogs. Um, Hashtag okay. fru fru dogs. First and foremost, let us ask the obvious question. Is this a finished equation? Yes or no? Referring to one times one equals one. Mm -hmm. The answer is no. Let us start our forensic audit there. And then there's an unnecessary space after this quotation. Mm -hmm. It is incomplete question. It is an incomplete question. Why? Because it is not even on both sides. Yes, nature desires action but demands equilibrium. Therefore, in order for an equation to be finished slash completed, both sides of the equation must be equally balanced. Yet in the case of one times one equally one, we have an unfinished equation. Mm. Okay. Okay. So then we have some general nomenclature and referencing of mathematical laws that aren't what he thinks they are. <laughs> um, the the more interesting part is when you get towards the end. Let me see. Harley, I am so sorry that I put you through this. I know this has been very fascinating and we'll get into more so, more details of this, but everything down there is it is he just uh, adding? Yes. That's basically what it, so at the very end after he goes through some that multiplication basically does not exist. <laughs> Everything's addition. So I think I think I can kind of understand, like just before we go any further, I think I can kind of understand his his thought process here of one times one equaling two. Because if you think you he he, he he's confusing it with addition, I believe. Where it's like, okay, you have you have a you have a, a marble in one hand and you have a marble in the other hand. You have the quantity of one in each hand and you multiply those by each other. Mathematically, that gives you one, but still physically, you have two. Yeah. So the, what he says, and kind of like one of the catchphrases I've seen him use on multiple things. Um, he also appeared on the View. Maybe we'll look up that later. Oh, that's interesting. Lord. That's an interesting <laughs> video to watch. Um, but what he says is, science teaches us that an action times an action equals a reaction. Okay. And in the case of one times one, it doesn't. It's left unbalanced. What, from everything that I've seen, another analogy he uses is that if you have a dollar times a dollar, what do you have? You have two dollars. Mm -hmm. But really, a dollar times a dollar means nothing because a dollar squared is not a unit that exists. Mm -hmm. So two things that he doesn't understand. One, he doesn't understand what units are. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand the concept that units can be multiplied or raised to powers and like 
centimeters cubed is a thing because three-dimensional space exists. Mm -hmm. Centimeters to the fourth degree doesn't exist because we don't understand how centimeters work in time. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. And then there's this concept of a thing times a thing where he's trying to make a physical analogy. And another thing he talks about is that like the banks are taking advantage of this because they understand it. And we're being like systematically trained to expect loss from daily operation mm-hmm. so that we like put in all of our hard work, hard work uh, and effort into something and be trained by our society to expect loss as a result from this like fundamental understanding of what a balanced situation is. So that's kind of like his base argument. I will, I, will, I will say that when you first brought up the video and he brought out like the, the picture, was it the flat, what, what the flower? flower of life, flower, flower of, life. of life, the Fleur I, de Lis, isn't that what it's called? Um, no, the I Fleur de Lis that I have not heard it referred to as that the flower of life though is basically, it's just an overlapping of intersecting circles. Uh, if you're familiar with yep. hell yeah, brother and bring me the horizon, it is on their album. How do you pronounce this? Sympaternal. Sympaternal. Yep, um, good album. It's fucking rips. So, the flower of life is like a apparently very common thing that pops up in like weird religious sects and like mm-hmm. modern things. It's related to geometry and stuff. So you've got like even like math metal type stuff where it comes up in like album art pretty consistently and other weird like new age religion type stuff. I see a lot of people with like the tattoo of it on their arm sometimes. Yeah, it's a pretty like common tattoo. Yeah. Um when he started talking about the flower life and brought the picture, I thought it was like going to go very like existential and he had something very like interesting to say. He, so I'm sure it does. Yes. And no. Um, he believes that he has found geometric shapes that are the proof of what is between atoms as represented by like the space between, um, the world, the intersections, like in between these like lobes, you have these like weird, like triangle things. Mm hmm. Um. So like you have like these lobes the, the or these ellipses, petals, ellipses, yeah. Um, and then like the arcs and then these yeah. like weird triangular shapes. And his argument, he's talking about like them thinking in two dimensions. He has patented. Oh God. Different geometric shapes. How do you patent a shape? That's a good question. When you go look at it, the the claim is basically this is a shape that exists uh, for the purposes of, and then it's linked to a bunch of other like articles of as far as like, the patents are weird. I don't really understand hmm. all the details of the patents of like things that are related to and like tagged as, um, but basically in his uh, address to Oxford, he's presenting this information about one times one equaling two in combination with how he has found all of these interesting facts that he believes are proofs of, basically a re-understanding how the universe works uh, and his love of physics being his like driving force that drove him to like pursue things. And he's been talking or like researching this for the past 35 years of his life uh, and has these like weird, like bubble geometric shapes that he's created and patented some of the shapes, but he's burning to Oxford basically in the context of saying we need an audit on math. And at the very end of the video, there's like a Q&A session, mm-hmm. uh, which I was like waiting for. First of all, this video is... Let's see how long is before, this you, before, you, before you play it again, I want to just point out on, on that, uh, the, the patent, the thing you just had at the page of the shapes. 
Like, I, I love how he's just is like... Is that a fox skin? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's just like churched his name up with just like the first initial and then his middle and last name. T. Deshaun Howard. It's like, oh, that sounds like a really noteworthy professor. Like, no, Reverend no, no. T. No, no, no. Deshaun Howard. It's, it's Rhodey from Iron Man 1. Just, <laughs> no, just think, move on. <laughs> I, think so. <laughs> I think some of that is patent notation, but... Um, but yeah, this video where he addresses uh, Oxford. You have two, 622 YouTube notifications, by the way. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, Need to get on that. It's 52 minutes, and I had to watch it at double speed for a lot of it. <laughs> because listening to him talk is one of the most infuriating things I've come across in a long time. <laughs> um, it, some of it is because like, he's talking about math in the context of it not being math. Mm-hmm. And I'm an engineer, yeah, exactly. so I just fundamentally I'm ready to punch you in your face. Um, but also, like he's an actor, so like when he's not talking about one times one not equaling one, <laughs> he's talking about things that I give like zero shits about, <laughs> just generally. Uh huh. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I've done this. But like reading and re- reading through his like Twitter proof, um, which is just feels really painful to say out loud. Um, he like goes into these like weird existential explanations of like why things matter. And that just doesn't in math. And one of the things that uh, someone brings up very appropriately in the Q and a session at this address is that math is primarily convention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the convention of one times one equals one or equaling. I'm starting to talk like him. Um, (laughs) Equaling equalizing equalizing equalizing. Um, is primarily convention. There's a lot of things like one, one factor or like zero factorial being one is a convention based off of the observed pattern in descending order. Um, if you're not familiar with what factorials are, you should go look it up. They're very interesting. Mm-mm. Um, that's the one where it's like two it's expo- the, exclamation it's the point. exclamation point operator. I just, is what I, I would like, like to, to tangent for just a second. I was like, I learned my multiplication tables in the third grade. Sure. Am I an idiot in just thinking one, you have one, you have it one time. That means in total, there's one. Yes. You have five, you have it twice. So that's a five plus five, which is 10. That's how math works. You understand the convention. <laughs> and Congratulations. You are correct. Yeah. The, oh. Like, so re- did he skip the third grade? I'm just reading the comments. Oh, a, a tangent to this is he dropped out of college from the major. Arguing one times it. one equals two. Well, what, the was, major, what was his major? Chemical engineering. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. So he dropped out because he fundamentally did not agree with the curriculum because he believed that one times one equals two. Uh, whether or not he had come to that con- that conclusion at that time was unclear from the stuff that I read, but mm-hmm. he dropped out because he didn't, didn't agree with it. And then I can't remember exactly how he made his transition to the, like, the acting situation. Um, I do. Maybe he's I acting did, right now. Maybe, maybe this is all maybe act. this is all a ruse and we're yeah. just we're talking about him so he this wins. Just, this is the long con. But he could, he could be in character. He's one of the method actors. Well, he looks like he's dressed as Prince in that thumbnail right there on the side right there. <laughs> he does like he's just oh, like Prince. God. I don't yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so one of the one of the people's mentioned that it was like primarily convention and he seemed to just like really not understand that. Uh it was, it was also really funny, like half the questions are like what the okay, fuck? Okay, but but this, right? Right? 
And the other half are, so, so how do I become an actor? <laughs> like these people at Harvard that have like zero interest in what he's talking about and they just want to know how to get their foot in the industry. <laughs> uh, so like that was kind of interesting as well. Like some people are like, they're there for the acting aspect of it. Some people are there because it's a talk. Some people are there because they understand that they, they want to like, watch they this train wreck. Well, no, some <laughs> people don't want to make a train wreck. They understand that they want to hear an opinion, mm-hmm. internalize it, evaluate it, whatever. Maybe they don't want to respond, but other people do want to respond. Mm-hmm. So like seeing like the academic discourse of the communication of an idea and then it being analyzed and talked about is interesting to watch the video all the way through. And I'll give some of my conclusions from this first, and then we'll go into some more details about stuff that I found as a result of searching through oh this God, topic. The rabbit hole just keeps um, getting deeper. I, I just, I just, I, I just was not expect when I put this topic in the, in the slack and then you got back to me about two days later, like what the fuck have you done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent like, I literally yeah, didn't like, time. In, like to me, like this, this entire topic does has only, go, only goes past, one times one equals two. That's the extent of my knowledge of this entire topic. Okay. I was just throwing it out there just to be like, Oh, a five minute conversation about math. No, this has become a fucking ordeal. Continue. So that's actually a good segue into my next point in that. I believe people with opinions like this do belong on the internet and do have an important place and role to play on the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that crazy ideas that aren't true detract from reality. I think that they make us question what is around us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone had a similar question related to this topic and went on Reddit and was like, is there a way this could actually be a thing? So, Oh no. Uh, I came across a field known as, Tropical geometry. So, tropical geometry is a relatively new form of mathematics that takes uh, standard mathematical geometry or algebraic geometry, to be more specific, and has a way. I'm not. I don't really fully understand it yet. I'm still kind of looking into it, researching. Um, but it converts it into these like intersecting joints and lines based off of coefficients in like algebra. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's something called tropical multiplication, which works a lot like conventional addition. Oh, shit. So maybe there's some way in his 35 years of research where he has... 35 years of research? Yes. Are you shitting me? He's been doing this for 35 years. Which is how he's... Like, what's funny is like how interesting and like close to real things he's come and just like fundamentally didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so maybe he conflated tropical multiplication with whatever he was looking for. And he also like commonly mentions people in history that like questioned the way things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is um, someone who basically proposed a different way of using um the period in notation for like what decimals are. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was like February 1857. Um, I found this article on the engineer.co.uk. Um, Oi, but the, the ba- basic 
beep, beep, idea was that there's this guy who was like, hey, we need to change the way we're using decimals because this is just not working. And the general consensus is everyone was like, okay, that's a that's a fun thing to think about. I mean, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> There's no reason to do it. Uh huh. It works fine. Don't broke it. Don't broke it if it ain't fixed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm. Yeah. Don't. Go ahead. I'm. Just, dumb but there's like he equalizing in various videos and stuff that i've seen him in when i was looking through this stuff he mentions people like this and you go and look him up and you're just like what the why why (laughs) some of it is like a like were you like just were you just inhaling absinthe on this day like what is happening here well i think some of it is like a like searches for like so like you have this kind of start talking idea. to an echo chamber and start just start like fu- yeah. fueling it. Um, it's like like someone just like yes anding you. Yes, yeah. yes and yes, but yeah. So I found tropical geometry and th- which is really really fascinating stuff. If you're at all interested in like the STEM math and sciences field, you should go check it out. It's pretty interesting. Do, do you know enough to dis- <laughs> to explain like how the one times one could equal two? I know. Enough to know a couple words that you can go Google later, <laughs> because that's what I did. Okay, um, that's about my extent of knowledge on it. I can't remember. There was at least one or two other things that I came across with, uh, like looking up the stuff from Terrence Howard, where he's not wrong in wanting to question, like the the philosophical desire to want to question the world around you is not a bad place to live, mm-hmm. right? But at a certain point, when you find yourself in an echo chamber where you're not able to have a discourse or when you've gone so far that no one's really taking you seriously. Flat earthers. So. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Oh, I saw the spark. There it was. He's like, hey, I'm glad you said it. Yes. So flat earthers was one of the first things that I heard about that is in the vein of this thinking, right? Uh, a more prevalent hot topic issue is QAnon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we'll probably end up having a full episode on that eventually. Well, because we still got to go over the... See, this is, this, this, is the thing, this is the thing that happens when I send topics to the Slack for the group, is that I send something that goes, haha, this is funny, and then it turns into this. Yes. Just like that one thing that Perfect. I sent, like the Jewish space laser. I was like, haha, oh, yeah. that's a funny thing. Oh, yeah. And you're that's, like, holy no, shit, we need to cover that that's topic. That's a thing people are like building like apocalyptic bunkers to like survive from because they believe that the Jews are going to evaporate them. Like that's a real thing that people believe. Mm. And they believe that they're like affecting governments and stuff with the laser. But like, so anyways <laughs> on back on topic, like, so like flat earth was the first thing I ever heard that was in that vein. I still fundamentally believe that have the internet has a place for people who want to make outlandish claims mm-hmm. in the interest of questioning the way we think about the world because people like me come along and get to learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know tropical geometry existed. It's hey. a thing I'm interested in now. Mm-hmm. I know it exists. So like in the act of Terrence Howard proposing that one times one equals two, which has fundamentally no application anywhere. Mm-hmm. I got to learn a new thing. And I was curious, pose a question to you guys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what is your thoughts on kind of where do you think this belongs in discussion, on the internet, in the world? What are your thoughts? I mean, there are fields about theoretical mathematics. So that seems to be like, you know, where this would fit perfectly. Um, 
like I mean like I mean I could totally I'm I totally understand the thought process that he has of you know this doesn't make sense to me but this makes sense to me so let me explore why sure and the gen- the general consensus is that 1 times 1 equals 1 that's just known by everybody and then when someone comes in with this other idea that completely goes against the idea that everyone knows it 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 really gets you thinking because you want because you want to know how they come how they come to that conclusion and then when they when they explain it to you it's either it's either really really interesting or really really out there to the point where it makes zero sense whatsoever yeah what about you parker what are, what are your thoughts just in the thought of kind of with the idea like free speech definitely has a place so he has or he should have the right to say whatever he wants to say but taking it back to QAnon gets kind of hanky because it at some point becomes detrimental not to say like QAnon also doesn't have a place to say whatever they want to say but it it has like reached a tipping point to where it is now, all I would, in my opinion, almost becoming dangerous, like mm-hmm. capital riots and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That is dangerous. Y- I, you may yeah. not want to perpetuate that. Like it is also a platform's right to restrict whatever speech that they want. In my opinion, depending on what country you're in, but yes. Um. So I mean, yeah. I mean, he can he can be blatantly wrong, but he can say whatever he wants to. S- to say in my opinion yeah i think in the case of like individuals getting to share and have free speech i think that is like an awesome aspect of the internet um thank you the detrimental part that i'm kind of scared of just because this is not really on topic anymore but is more so for the framework of a website or institution using algorithms that we don't really understand the long-term effect of social interaction so let's let's let an algorithm suggest things to you and then see what it does when the things it's suggesting to you are the way that you interact with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I think like the, the detrimental part can come in play because we don't really understand what being able to connect to everyone in the world via a thing in our pocket does to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. The internet and social media is too new to really understand the long-term effect of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But. I just had a thought and it just went away. Well, to kind of go back on the on the little the little thing you said earlier about uh, having to do, or I think it was, I think I'm, you is either you said it or it was from the video, but it was the the um, the notation about how we don't like the space between atoms and things like that, mm-hmm. and you know even down on like an on atomic on an atomic level, like we barely even have that knowledge. Of, of 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 and what we do understand of it is all based off of mathematical principles that all start with one times one equals one. <laughs> yes, and that goes from even from everything from the from the molecular level, the molecular level all the way up to the astronomical level of say you know the the cosmos and whatnot. You know because you think about <coughs> I, I heard I, I read some fact and I. I don't want to. I don't want to perpetuate it as a fact because I don't know if it's true or not. It's theoretical anyway, uh, simply because we do not know this, and I'm pretty sure we don't. But it's stated that if you took all of the space between atoms 
and ele- like the the space between electrons and and the and the the nucleus of or where the protons and the protons and neutrons of an atom and the space between them and the electrons if you took all that space out of every atom and compressed everything down the entire universe would be the size of a sugar cube and i don't know how true that is it doesn't really make a lot of sense but that's kind of like the same the same singularity idea. bro yeah, I mean that kind of has the same idea of single sugar cube. <laughs> what is it? Uh, 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 to hold the world in the palm of your hand. Oh shit, that's kind that's kind of cool. That's a neat idea to think about. I like that. Damn it, Harley! I wish I remembered what I was going to say because it was in relation to like the well, social media aspect. And oh, you, you might not remember what you had to say, but some people on YouTube in the comment section. Oh, sure as fuck remember what they this had to say. This ought to be fun as hell. Oh so my God. I grabbed three or four. I can't remember how many comments. <laughs> I'll, I'll just read these for you. This is in reference to the Terrence Howard address at Oxford. This guy is smooth. <laughs> he looks smooth. He talks smooth. His brain is smooth. <laughs> he must be on. He must be on the. Well, he's Wall on Wall Street Bets for sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Michael Scott lecturing at Ryan's business school <laughs> class. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are five industries. Manufacturing, paper sales. This kind of shit makes me think how stupid this generation of non-Asian have what? become in general. It is an American and European or African or... Let it be Americans or Europeans or Africans or Australians. Yeah. So basically, so when this was posted, what two months ago? So like, uh, Jesus, no. man, stop the hate. No, that's what that comment was posted, wasn't it? Oh, uh, that comment was posted two months ago. Like fucking stop yeah, the so, hate, dude. Like you literally just oh, went he on came the, back and edited like, that one too. Like yeah. he went on this. He went, <laughs> he went on this tangent about like math and why Terrence Howard's theories do not work, and then he goes and just slanders the entire Asian community in a sentence. Yeah. Like, so, what the fuck, bro? The comment sections and YouTube are s- such weird, awesome places. <laughs> God, um, it's like, that, Jesus. You kind of touched on something that was interesting to me. Like, this comment was two months ago. I only heard about this a couple weeks ago when you brought it up in the Slack. It was like less, it was like, it was like last week. So, I had zero that, knowledge of this ever. That video that I played for you guys at the beginning mm-hmm. was in 2017. Okay. How did I not hear about this? I don't know. How is this not like this guy from Empire doesn't know math? I think that might have been around the time that His I heard PR about this. people. Yep, that's that's the one. I think that might have been around the time that I heard about this. Go to go to um. So go all right. So the 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 thing that I know from this. Go to the go to his Wikipedia page because there's a there's a little there's a little quote from him on his Wikipedia page about his math. There you go. Teriology. Okay. Teriology. All right. So so read huh. that, read that quote right there in the middle. How can it be equal one? He said, if one times one, one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two. And that cannot, and that cannot, be. cannot be. What about all the other <laughs> prime numbers that also don't have a square root? Yeah, or the fact that you can represent a root as a fraction, said, like uh, a, a number raised to a power, like uh-huh. like two raised to the one half is. I just square love root of two. I just is love he, it. Like he's, do prime so numbers many, not exist? He uses like commutative and distributive properties as like a a rule of like why it can't be. Mm-hmm. But it depends on what you're multiplying, right? If you're mm-hmm. multiplying numbers, 
or variables, sure. But what about if you're multiplying a vector? Mm-hmm. Those have different rules. Mm-hmm. You can't commutatively and uh, <clears throat> I can't remember which one it is. One of them you can't you can't multiply a vector like a times b is different from b times a. Mm-hmm. Like the the directions yeah. end up different. Well, yeah, it's like the so, same as pim dust. You can't just multiply before you divide. You have to do the thing in order, right? Because if you because it because it's sort of because if you yeah. if you if you do if you multiply before you do what's in the parentheses then you're gonna get the wrong answer. Yeah, it's it's, it's a difference of like numerical multiplication, cross product, and dot product. There are three different types of multiplication that end up with different results depending on whether or not what math space you're uh, working in. All three are the same if you're just working with standard numbers. But if you're working with vectors, was that dot products end up with like orthogonal vectors? I think orthogonal vectors. Yeah, it's like it's like a way to get a. You can use dot product as a way to get a normalized vector to, uh, like, in a three-dimensional space. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to retain any of this information. Other other weird linear algebra f- things that I'm misquoting and misremembering. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I, just love, I just love the end of that quote where he's like, it's like, what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two, and that cannot be. Yeah. That, and like, that's about the extent of a proof that you get from him is a reasoning along the lines of, this is not equal because of laws of math. Jesus. That are all based off of simple (laughs) understanding. It's like, should be Tuesday, but it feels like Friday. Yeah. It's got to be Friday. (laughs) My God. Or in our case, where it's a Friday and feels like a Tuesday, should be Tuesday. I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. No, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That really, I mean, God. I did, like, I did not know that this went so deep. Oh yeah. So that's another interesting thing. I mean, isn't like there's got to be there's got to be like cuz you you brought up the the tropical tropic of cancer math. Like there's got to be some sort of field of like theoretical mathematics or physics that kind of goes along the same lines of this. Wait, sorry. Did you say tropical cancer math? Tropic of tropic of cancer <laughs> math, yeah. Cuz it was it was tropical geometry again. Yeah, I was I was reading stuff and it registered late in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz uh, cuz like I mean there's got to be a field that's even similar to this or like, cause there's like, there's, there's gotta be something that he, that he's discovered on his own that led him to this conclusion. Cause you don't wake up one more and say, well, this doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Some of it is like with like the flat earth and the QAnon thing. Some of it, I believe like there's this principle in data analytics where if you look at noise long enough, your brain identifies a pattern and you start to find meaning from basically nothingness. Mm-hmm. Noise like just a, just a sound, like yeah. looking looking at a sound? Or like you identify like, hey, there's this thing that like this repeats in this way, but it doesn't. It's really just noise. Oh, Your brain it's like is a, trying um, to rationalize randomness. Oh, so it's like, um, what is it called? Uh, fractals, right? Yeah, it's, it's tr- you're trying it's like to make sense. Your brain of is trying to make sense of something because you know things okay. operate in patterns, or you, yeah, you yeah, want you, it to yeah, be yeah, a pattern. Your brain okay. tries to rationalize what it's seeing and identify things and pull things out. And maybe it is a pattern that you can associate or build like some code or new math that rationalizes like why it is there and why it exists. But I think some of what these like obscure internet movement type things is a result of noise where enough people like shoot into the void or search the void for something. And then they find these patterns and then other people are like, Oh yeah, I found this thing. It supports that idea. And it's just like, nobody stops to consider like the Occam's razor 
of the situation. I, I remember what I was going to say earlier. It's like the ready, the readiness of information is so out. It's so easy to come by just like a couple clicks of your finger or whatever. And it's people's laziness because the information is so readily available. They're not willing to do the due diligence and then do, yeah, do the due diligence, find their own research and come to their own conclusion necessarily. It's like a mixture of like the, the tribalness also in people wanting to come together and find patterns. And then that's where, you know, dangerous stuff like QAnon comes in because they try and make sense of stuff and then try and find the patterns and they try and make it make sense. And then a whole bunch of people with the same idea or not even idea of the same backgrounds kind of come together and it yeah congeals it's it's funny you say that though because one of like the primary things of QAnon is that they want you to do your own research Mm -hmm. so they'll make arbitrary claims (laughs) that are based off of like random people that posted on obscure internet boards that are like anonymous users that no one can get credentials for and no one can actually ask in person questions Mm -hmm. and they'll say just do your research Mm -hmm. so you figure it out idiot go associate whatever you want with this and we'll let thousands of other people do the same thing and comment what they think and then have these trusted internet individuals that go on and say, this person's idea was pretty good. This is what this drop means. Mm-hmm. That The whole thing is just crazy. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I really hope that people don't misspell Terrence Howard's name when they look him up because they're going to think he's a f- English footballer from Great Britain that competed I in the 1960s. I certainly did every time Olympics. I tried to type it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know that he was a fishmonger in Billingsgate Market. I thought he was an Iron Man 1. <laughs> Huh. Interesting fact. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, only be one. Only, 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 only. So we have been Catch All Podcast, everybody. I got Harley. Yep. The Sheik to Reek. Yo. And I am Parker. Derek, get us out of here. Uh, uh, plug and chug us. Uh, you might need to fill in some gaps here, but Oh, I'll, I'll fill <laughs> something. You're just now cracking that open. I'm chugging it. <laughs> You're chugging it? With the plug. Well, you just spilled half of it on your knee. Shit. That's okay. Still, will get it. I'll chug while you plug. That's kinky to some people. <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, all the streaming platforms where you like to listen to your favorite podcast set. Uh, we were recently on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you can find us there. That's a big one that we've finally got sure, sure. a hold of. Um, give us a follow on the socials, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, mm-hmm. leave comments if you like. Let us know mm-hmm. what you think. If you like us, if you don't, mm-hmm. you we'll, listen, we'll read them anyway. Yeah. And you can also find us on Patreon. And if you subscribe for a dollar, you can get the podcast early. Sure. Yeah, and then pre-shows. Then pre-shows are kind of oh, funny and the pre-shows. Sometimes. Yeah, we're doing pre-shows now too. So if you we still got to figure out how to post them because the pre- the most recent one did not post. So we got to do that again. Yep. If you want to hear us even more out of context, go listen to the pre-shows. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, it is gold. Yep. Catch All Podcast is a subsidiary of Catch All Studios, LLC, and the unfortunate brainchild of Parker Ivy. Your hosts have been me, Parker Ivy, Derek Smith, and Harley Chesney. Catch All Studios is located right here in Griffin, Georgia. Our theme song was written by Drew Miller and performed by Adam Knight and Parker Ivy. Our logo was designed by Pia Polito. You can find her on Twitter at WorksByPip. If you would like to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash catchallpodcast. Any amount is greatly appreciated and will go towards improving the show.